0: Hello welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching your almost daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist. Today's news and updates are all about the crypto crash, bankruptcies, and bailouts. Voyager customers to get cash back. U.S. bank regulator FDIC sends a warning about crypto to banks. And Three Arrows Capital founders speak up about how they took the markets down. What does all this mean? Not to worry, I'll explain it all. But first, like, subscribe, follow, comment to support me. I really appreciate it. And don't forget, this is not financial advice. Use the links below to do your own research. All right. So, we got, we got some good news out of all of this mess. It is not as good a news as I would like to share. But in light of this crazy collapse we just experienced, any good news is great. So just to recap about the crash, yes, I'm gonna take you back, but I put it into bullet points so that you won't feel like this is like I don't want you to feel like I'm giving you anyway. Uh prices started to slide at the end of winter, early spring, margin calls started coming in, liquidations happened, prices started to fall further. Terra Luna imploded, staked ETH depegged from ETH. Celsius began to teeter. And at some point in the midst of all this, Singapore-based hedge fund imploded. This revealed many leading platforms' massive exposure to one fund. Sorry, this revealed many leading platforms' massive exposure to one fund and a super risky fund at that. Then we saw, amongst others, Block Five, Voyager, and Celsius, like I said, amongst others, get bailed out and go bankruptcy, bankruptcy, respectively. So... Now that I've done that, I have going to share the good news with you all. So I'm going to share my screen and you can follow along. If you're listening on podcast by clicking on the links below or just listen up Voyager digital press release, sorry, Voyager digital releases, a press release. And it's called, the title is Update on Access to Cash and Next Steps on the Reorganization Process. So I'm just going to read some of it for you. And uh, here it says, Yesterday the court approved our proposal to restore access to cash held for the benefit of Voyager customers at Metropolitan Commercial Bank. We know how important it is to access your cash, and with this approval, we will soon begin processing cash withdrawals. All right. So I'm just going to read a a little piece from each section here. Accessing your cash. It goes on and say, we anticipate resuming access to the Voyager app for cash withdrawals only starting on Thursday, August 11th. Customers with cash U.S. dollars in their accounts will receive an email with more details before cash withdrawals access in the app become available. We anticipate customers will receive their funds in about five to 10 business days after making their requests. There's something like two hundred seventy million dollars that uh, customers are going to be able to get back. That uh, there's billions, there's billions uh, in digital assets that we don't know what's going to happen. So let's keep moving on. Next steps in reorganization process. As part of our efforts to macro- maximize the value of crypto on the platform, we are simultaneously pursuing a standalone restructuring process and potential sale of the company. So. I reported that FTX and Alameda they offered to buy all of the digital assets except those that are uh claims against 3 Arrows Capital hedge fund. Uh they did not like that but they also said that's the lowest offer that they got. So we'll we'll keep uh I'll keep on top of that part as well. All right. so back to the cash. How and when can I access my cash? It says, we anticipate resuming access to Voyager app for cash U.S. dollars withdrawal starting on Thursday, August 11th, which I said earlier. Customers with cash in their accounts receive an email with more details before the cash withdrawals access in the app becomes available. Here we go. Do I need to file a claim as part of the overall process? So, if you are like me and you had digital assets on there, I don't think I had any cash. So, this news is probably good for you. It's not really good for me, uh, but it does signal that things are moving along. And it says, So, this part really pertains to myself and any of you who have digital assets on Voyager Capital. Do I need to file a claim as part of the overall process? It says that Voyager is currently preparing its schedules of assets and liabilities. The quote, schedules, unquote, which will include account holdings as of July 5th. The deadline for Voyager to file the schedules with the court is August 18th. Approximately seven to ten days after the documents are filed, Voyager account holders will receive a personalized email from Stretto, I think that's the law firm, containing a notice of claims bar date notice of claims bar date this email will include information about how voyager has listed holdings in your account on the schedules that's interesting so the email will include information about how voyager has listed holdings in your account on the schedules so that might be a chance for us to identify uh when we might be getting some idea about how much of our digital assets we're getting back or at least the dollar amount So it says if you see discrepancies between that, what is listed on the proof of claim form and your account, you can file a claim on our case website here. There's a link. You must submit your proof of claim so it is actually received by 5 p.m. on October 3rd. This thing is going to go on for a while. So the link is below. It is investvoyager.com forward slash blog forward slash update on cash access and reorganization. So you can uh, with a hyphen in between each one of those words, but you just use the links below and you will see it in the description. All right. uh Okay, here we go. What is the unsecured creditors committee and how does it represent my interests? The unsecured creditors committee represents all unsecured creditors as a group and does so without regard to the amount or basis of claims that individuals may hold against voyager and its subsidiaries they are fiduciaries who act on behalf of all unsecured creditors and are legally bound to act in our best interest so basically it's a group of people they will be acting in our best interest they may consult with voyager seek information about the company and its business operations or participate in the sale and plan process and says, how were they chosen? What if I disagree with their recommendations? It says, if you disagree, anyone who has a valid claim against Voyager that arose prior to July 5th will be permitted to vote on Voyager's plan of reorganization. If certain claim thresholds are not met, the plan will not move forward. So you can read this whole thing. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Uh, do you have stuff on Voyager that you're you're happy to hear that things are moving along? Maybe you're not so happy that it's October, <laughs> but anyway. So that's Voyager. So let's uh, move on to our next story. All right. Author Justinas Baltrusaitis reports for Finbold. U.S. regulator instructs banks to curb confusing crypto claims on deposit insurance. I think this is a really interesting story. This might not be very exciting, but this kind of stuff is really important to really understand. Uh, the progression and how the rest of the government and the banking system and the masses kind of like deal and see the crypto space. I think it's really important to understand the progress that we're making or lack thereof, but still progress in my opinion. Here we go. Um, The United States Banking Regulator Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, has issued a new advisory to banks in a bid to curb customer confusion regarding cryptocurrencies. In the advisory published on July 29th, the FDIC stated that it was concerned that customers might be confused in understanding how their how safe their money is when invested in cryptocurrencies. According to the FDIC, the advisory mainly targets companies that offer both uninsured crypto products and insured bank deposit products. The agency stressed that banks need to ensure customers understand which of their funds will be insured, especially in the event of collapse. And there's a quote here from the FDIC: inaccurate representation. Inaccurate representations about deposit insurance by non-banks, including crypto companies, may confuse the non-bank's customers and cause the customers to mistakenly believe they are protected against any type of loss. Um, If you're out there and you think that your crypto is protected by the FDIC, will you please leave me a comment below? I'm very curious to know how many people thought that their crypto was FDIC insured. I never felt that way. I never felt like it was misleading. I did report that Voyager said that your cash was f d i c insured. That wasn't actually true. The cash that they took and held at their bank was f d i c insured to them. but you're but but it was a little misleading because it's not like you had a had an account with the bank that they used. It all went into one pot. so that's a little misleading but nonetheless we're getting our money back which i just i just reported so um anyway tell me what your thoughts are on this i think this is interesting so Additionally, banks are now responsible for the crypto companies messaging with whom they do business. Talk about increasing the cost of doing business for banks. This also widens the moat banks have due to these increased costs. Opening a bank and competing is that much more harder, more expensive. So I'm talking about the rest of this. I'm just kind of going to summarize it, but it goes on to the banks have to monitor crypto companies. I mean, it's a little crazy, I think, in my opinion. I, not that I feel bad for banks. I'm just worried about competition. I'm also wondering if this will have the impact of reducing the amount of banks who want to work with crypto companies. Think about it. If the FDIC is threatening and holding you to some new standards that you would have to be constantly monitored, think about it this way. If you have some rough guidelines on how you are supposed to act under this advisory statement, you now have to have a department or add this workload to an already existing department within your bank. Their job would be to ensure prior to setting up accounts that the crypto company that you're going to work with adheres to these new guidelines on these messaging. But what if they change their messaging? What if the crypto company is like, oh, we'll put up this messaging to get this, land this bank account so we can start doing businesses. But it's really in our best interest in marketing to kind of skew some of that language, which is super wrong and messed up and they shouldn't do that. But. What if they do do you have to check it daily weekly monthly quarterly you see where i'm going with this but these types of rules are that and this type of stuff is what's happening in the eu with their new rules going and what it's going to do to crypto it's just going to widen the mode around already existing crypto exchanges anybody interested in having competition i don't know what do you think if new entrants can't make it due to regulatory burdens is that okay Leave a comment below. Let me know. I want to know what you think, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you all know that I think that we need regulation, but how much regulation is just going to prevent new entrants. So let me know what you think. And I am moving on to our last and final story. All right. Uh, this is author Joanna Ossinger, Muayo Shin, and Yuki Yang report from Bloomberg. Three arrows founders break silence over collapse of crypto hedge fund. Zhu Davies are the founders. Say losses sparked by Zhu is Z H U and Davies phonetically spelled out. Say losses sparked by fund collapse is regrettable. Creditors claim $2.8 billion owed to them by Three Arrows Capital. So I'm just going to read a couple of things for you. After five weeks in hiding, the disgraced founders of Three Arrows Capital spoke extensively about the spectacular implosion of their once high-flying hedge fund, saying their bungled crypto speculation unleashed cascading margin calls on loans that should have never been made. They acknowledged the collapse triggered widespread pain, but mostly talked around questions about the effect on others in the industry. Sorry, mostly talked around questions about the effect on others in the industry. So they weren't really talking about how it's affecting you and me. (laughs) Instead, they stressed they suffered deep losses while denying allegations they pulled money out of 3AC before it all blew up. And here's a quote from Zhu, one of the founders. People may call us stupid. They may call us stupid or delusional, and I'll accept that. Maybe. But they're gonna, you know, say that I absconded funds during the last period where I actually put more of my personal money back in. That's just not true. Advisors in charge of liquidations, liquidating the funds said in July 8th filings that Zoo and Davies hadn't cooperated with them and that the founders' whereabouts were unknown. Zoo said death threats had forced them into hiding. That does not mean that we're that we haven't been communicating with all relevant authorities, said Zoo in the telephone interview with Davies and two lawyers from Solitaire LLP. We have been communicating them with them from day one. OK, so let's check out the situation from their perspective. All right. I'm just going to go through this and I'm going to read excerpts. And um, here we go. 3AC says they were not the only ones making leveraged trades. Well, duh. Check this excerpt out. At the same time, they claim they weren't outliers. They describe a confluence of interrelated one-way bets and accommodative borrowing arrangements that all blew up at once, leading not just to their fund's demise, but to bankruptcy, distress, and bailouts at firms like Celsius Network, Voyager Digital, and BlockFi, which I just talked about. They also go on to explain how they were too close to Do Kwan, founder of Terra. And I remember Terra Luna. And we all know how that wiped out $56 billion in a matter of days. It's as if the three AC guys had blinders on to the risk of this project due to their proximity to Do Kwan. At least that's how they argue it. And then it goes. this goes on to then talk about the GBTC trade. So we'll scroll down here. Uh, yep. Luna. It's a pretty long article. It's pretty good. You should definitely read it uh, if you have time. Uh, all right. So here we go. Then there is the GBTC or the um, the grayscale Bitcoin trust. And that is a that is a vehicle in which they buy Bitcoin and their shares are publicly traded. So if you don't want to hold Bitcoin or uh, you but you want to get exposure, then you can buy into this trust. Um, so check this excerpt out. Grayscale allowed big investors like 3AC to purchase shares directly by giving Bitcoin to the trust. This is so interesting. These GBTC holders or Grayscale holders could then sell the shares to the secondary market. That premium meant any sales could net an attractive profit for the big investors. At the time of its last filing at the end of 2020, 3AC was the largest holder of GBTC or Grayscale. So the Three Arrows team was the largest holder of Grayscale Bitcoin Trust shares with a position worth $1 billion. So let's just explain this. So at, at, at for a while, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust shares were trading at a premium to their Bitcoin holdings. So there was arbitrage there. So they allowed c- companies to if they were big enough they would could purchase bitcoin and give it to the trust in exchange for shares which means then they could turn around and sell those shares to the market and collect the difference between the cost of bitcoin and the value of the shares it's pretty actually pretty smart move it says the strategy had a snag though the shares bought directly from grayscale were locked up for 6 months <laughs> So, you had to make sure you had to be very confident that that arbitrage, that premium that Grayscale was trading to Bitcoin would stick around for three, for, for six months. All right, so let's continue to read this. And starting in early 2021, that restriction became a problem. GBTC's price slipped from a premium into a discount. A share was worth less than the Bitcoin backing it. As it faced stiffer competition from similar products, as the months went on, the discount got wider and wider in the so-called GBTC arbitrage no trade no longer work, especially hurting investors that use leverage to, trade, to try to enhance returns. According to 3AC... OK, so that's the that's the great scale Bitcoin trust s- argument and story there. OK, so now we go down to this next section, which is called no risk free returns. According to 3AC, lenders were aware of the risk or maybe just complacent. Speaking of risk, check this out, this little excerpt. In response to questions about what went wrong at the firm, Zeus cited a overconfidence born of a multi-year bull market that infused not just him, and Davies, but nearly all of the industry's credit infrastructure, where lenders saw their va- values swell by virtue of financing firms like his. Zoo even goes on to say that the firms knew there was risk and seems to want to distribute some of the blame to them. I actually agree with this notion of poor risk management on the part of the lending and yield-generating platforms like BlockFi, Celsius, and Voyager. Why the hell did Voyager give half of their loan book to $1? hedge fund if you look at the definition of hedge funds they, they are inherently risky so at least spread it across multiple hedge funds to get half of your i mean i'm so pissed about the voyager moves they just like screwed everybody okay i'm more mad at them than i am three years couple it's a hedge fund taking risky bets and they imploded so you really are mad at them i mean think about it unless you gave them money then I would be more pissed at the people who gave them money, who gave my money to them. Anyway, let me know if you agree or disagree with that. I'm going to keep moving on. This is another reason why myself and most of the industry projects and leaders want clarity and regulations. So we, as creditors and investors in the space of crypto, can have the info we need in order to make better decisions. That said, such regulations would also help the platforms to make better decisions. So maybe Voyager would make better decisions if we had more clarity and regulations. Maybe they would. Or maybe they just suck at risk management. Hopefully, anyways, this article ends by explaining the founders of 3AC are concerned for their physical safety, so they will likely stay on the move until this is all sorted out. Super crazy. What do you think? Let me know what your thoughts are. Leave a comment below. Do it because I want to hear from you. But also just leave a comment below because it helps the algorithm and helps my show. All right. Until then, like, subscribe, follow, listen, share the video, comment. I love I love to hear from you all. And I will talk to you all later. Have a good day. Hoddle on. And yes, it's Sunday. It's a special edition. I thought this was important to get out. Peace.